welcome to 1923 Main Street, home of the Daddy Daughter Disney Travel Podcast. We're glad that you could join us today. If it's your first time listening, welcome. And if you're a return listener, thanks for coming back. And we have a great show for you today. I am your host, Mike Bello Braddock. And I'm your other host, Amelia Bello Braddock. And today we are going to be talking about Disneyland California and how to have a great trip there. Exactly. And even more so, we're going to talk about how to combine Disneyland, California. And Huntington Beach or Coronado so you can get a full week's day. Exactly. So let's start with that point. If you have not visited Disneyland before, or even if you have, you may know that it is not quite as large as Walt Disney World. In fact, nowhere near as large. It's half the size. It's yeah, probably even much less than half the size. Which means you do not need to spend a full week there. You can spend a full week at Walt Disney World and still not see everything by a long shot, but you do not need to spend a full week at Disneyland Resort. Of course you can, but we're going to share a few of our favorite combination trips that we've done, and this is what we typically do. So three nights there typically, would you say is good, Amelia? Yeah, I'd say three nights are really great, and another great thing about Disneyland itself is its location because it's very near different cities that we've gone to, and even if you like the big city, it's very close to L.A. as well if exactly. you want to go there. Yeah, for sure. So, and our... Amelia's mom, my wife, uh, is a Disney fan. She sort of has to be (laughs) to be in this family. But she also appreciates visiting non-Disney destinations. So, Unlike you. I like non-Disney destinations as well. Name one trip that was not a Disney destination. Um, Barbados. I wasn't alive. Oh, you mean when you were alive? Yeah. Uh, We'll get back to that one. Okay. Um, There, so that that part one of the well, actually, this is a combo trip. So there is a Disney side. So what I was getting at is that the second half of this trip is not a Disney location necessarily. So we really are helping you plan a good itinerary for a week vacation to California that includes three nights at Disneyland and then four nights at one or two other options. But let's start with Disneyland. The good thing about this, if you're coming from the east, especially like we are, is that when you fly in you're ahead of the game already. So, right, you land early, which means you get, by the time you get to your hotel, a good half day in the parks on the first day. There are three hotels on site, Paradise Pier, Disneyland Hotel, and Grand Californian. We stay at the Grand Californian, which would be the equivalent of the Deluxe at Walt Disney World, and then Disneyland Hotel. We like it too. I mean, we we go there just to visit and walk around. Yeah, and that to me would actually be sort of similar to the contemporary in a sense. It's a moderate in terms, but yeah, yeah. in maybe in style, yeah. yeah. So both of those hotels are right on downtown uh, Disney Corridor uh, at Disneyland. So they're, they're great places to stay. So I would first and foremost recommend staying on site there if you can to get the full immersive experience. And it makes life just that much more efficient for your three-night stay at Disneyland. Yeah, and when we stay at the Grand Californian, yeah, I got it right, there's actually an entrance into Disney's California Adventure Park right from your hotel, and it's incredibly close, so that's very nice. It's super convenient. So what you'd look at is get a three-day pass, 
I would say a three day two park pass because yeah. Dis- Disneyland, the parks are literally across the way from each other, you know, 50 steps from gate to gate. So, uh, and when you're staying at one of those two hotels, you're within a 15 minute walk of the gate. So you can get a lot done. So you get there the first day and you visit either park. You got the second half of the day and into the night. So you can visit a park, get some attractions. I would recommend getting the Max Pass, which is sort of like a paid fast pass that allows you to, once you get inside the park, pull out your phone, the Disneyland app, and book fast passes, see what's available. And yeah. it's handy, especially the next two mornings when you're going to be in the park. Incredibly early. helpful. So first day, get in, do half park. Second morning, you wake up, you've got another full day at Disneyland. We don't have to go through your whole itinerary, but you've got both parks and down and downtown Disney to do. So you got a second day and then you'll have a third day. Yeah. So what I recommend doing too is downtown Disney. So downtown Disney is, in my opinion, it's it's more geared for like nighttime. They have a lot of night events there. So if you do want to go, you could probably do the parks in the day for one day and then try downtown Disney at night. And then the next day you could maybe do the parks all day and try the parks at night too. Or really, I mean, everything's so close. You yeah. can do downtown Disney at night and go to a park at or night. Or do both. Because they, it's, you know, this is why my wife actually prefers Disneyland because everything is so close. So. Yeah, so that's really great, especially if you have younger children. Because I know when I was younger, I hated, the only thing I hated about Disney World was all of the walking. You were in a huge. stroller. Okay, well. Not that little. Who was little. doing the walking? Not that little, but like... In fact, we kept her in a stroller till she was five years old. She didn't want to let go of the stroller. In fact, we had a stroller that had a little roof on it, and we had to cut the roof off because her head was growing through it. But I have to say, I like I like the stroller as well because it was like having a you know shopping cart there to... To put your yeah. to put your stuff in, and it's also helpful because your five year old probably doesn't want to be doing all that walking, and they'll probably be complaining too. So Disneyland is great because you get a lot of similar rides and some different ones, which I do like because I don't get to go on those ones as often, and it's very nice because it's compact and very easy to get around. What are your favorite different rides at Disneyland or California Adventure? Um, Matterhorn bobsleds. Really good classic. I love that one. It's very, it's similar to Everest, which I do love, but it's different and it's very fun. And and Disneyland California Adventure is one of my favorite parks, as I think I've said in a previous podcast, of every single Disney park I've ever been to, like anywhere in the world. So I do love the new Guardians ride. I love Radiator Springs. Racers. Radio Springs Racers. I love the Incredicoaster, formerly known as California Screamin'. I like Mickey's Fun Wheel, which my mom will also not go on. She won't go on the swinging cars. Oh, yes, the swinging cars. And, yeah, I love almost every single ride in California Adventure, but those, I would say, are my top. Yeah, I would have to say, too. Well, what about Galaxy's Edge? Oh, but uh, sorry, I did ask what's different. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Speaking of what's different, so Mission Breakout. So here's here's one of the great reasons to go to Disneyland. And, you know, there's a lot of chatter in the Disney community about when they change rides. and But I really like 
the fact that there are different things, that they're not exactly the same, right? It gives you a good reason if you're a Walt Disney World traveler in particular to go to Disneyland and vice versa. But I have to say, when it came to Mission Breakout, the Guardians Tower, yeah. the previously Tower of Terror, I was ready to hate it because really? I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like. That's one oh. of the, you know, I don't often get upset when they change things. I like change, but I want to. That know, was that, a nostalgic ride. That was a nostalgic ride, but holy cow, is it awesome! Yeah. So Mission Breakout is basically, in a nutshell, it's the same like. So if you don't want to hear this, just skip ahead a bit because we already can spoil it. It's the same like drop and rises of Tower of Terror. So if you love the feeling, it's still the same. But the story is so fun and there's like blasting music. And it's they got the actors from the movie actually to come and record special things for this ride. So it is authentic and not just movie clips, which I didn't know until recently. So I thought that was super cool. And basically, people have captured the Guardians, and Rocket and you are trying to break them out. And you go to all these different floors and explore these different things, and it's actually much better than I was expecting. Yeah, there's way more when the doors open and meet. I think I actually got off and said, I like this better than Tower of Terror, which yeah, are I words I never thought would come out of my mouth. So, you know, props to them. But, you know, if you're a nostalgic Disney traveler as well, over in Disneyland Park, you're still going to have all the things we lost in Walt Disney World from their, ver- well, essentially what is Toontown. Uh, well, is Toontown, Mr. Mr. Toad's Wild, Wild Ride, Snow White's Scary, Snow White's Scary Adventure. Adventures, all those good old classics. And then their own classics are still there in the original Small World. And, and so the on. Magic Shop. Oh, yeah, the Magic Shop. Oh, my favorite thing as a kid at Walt Disney World. And then a couple of years ago, uh, or maybe even just a year ago, if you've been to Disney World recently, the Magic Shop, yeah, the marquee reappeared on Main Street, and I was yeah. so excited. And then it wasn't there. But it's not actually there. They just put the marquee back. But on Main Street USA in Disneyland, the Magic Shop still lives on, So, and now Amelia loves going there. We get a few tricks every time and talk to the magicians in the store. They're actual magicians, and they'll always show you a trick or two, so it's you know it's worth going in even if you don't want to buy anything. Yeah. So we love Disneyland, there's no question. But we'll do another episode on more in more in depth in Disneyland. But the point of this show is three nights at Disneyland is a good trip. You do not need to spend a whole week. But you don't want to fly all the way to California and just go to Disneyland for three nights. So if you think of a typical week vacation, this is what we do. And we've done both of these trips multiple times. So let's start with Coronado. So... Coronado. Wait, wait. Let's talk about how you get there because this is part of the fun. So there's two trips. So this first one we'll talk about is involves hopping on. Hopping on a train. And what's really cool about the train is it takes a very scenic route. So you actually do get to see some of the California countryside, which is really cool when you're taking a train because train rides can be very boring, especially if they're hours long. So, yeah, it's called the Pacific Surfliner, and it's the Amtrak. Just hop on. uh, It's really close to uh, Disneyland, like a really short Uber ride, and then get a first-class ticket. It costs next to nothing, and then you take about an hour and a half, whatever it is, the Pacific Surfliner, and it goes all the way pretty much along the coast. So it's a really fun ride to see surfers surfing all the way down from Anaheim. It's right by the, the uh, Angel Stadium, really close to Disneyland, and goes right down into into San Diego. 
Yeah, and once you get there, where we stay, the very cool thing about it... Well, let's say where we stay. We haven't yeah. mentioned oh, it. Oh, we stay at the Hotel del Coronado. It's just it's on off... on Coronado Island. Yep, and it's right by the beach. It's very close to it. It's right on the beach. Right on the beach, yeah. Literally right on the beach. And you can go and swim in the ocean from the hotel. And then on the other side of the hotel, there's a shopping street. And there's a grocery store there, too. So if you want to grab your own food, you can totally do that. But the really cool thing about it is actually that it is what the Grand Floridian was modeled off of. It looks exactly like it. And it's not, like, made to be Victorian. It actually opened in the 80s, the 1880s. In fact, it opened in 1888, exactly 100 years before the Grand Floridian opened in 1988. And... Imagineer, when you see, if you have not seen the Hotel Tel Coronado, look it up. It was recently bought by Hilton, Hilton Curio. You'll think you're looking at the Grand Floridian in terms of style. So the Imagineers and Walt Disney often stayed at the Hotel Dell. It's an upscale property. Frank L. Baum wrote The Wizard of Oz there. Marilyn Monroe filmed The Seven Year uh, Itch there. And there's so much history to it. And it's a beautiful hotel. And there's a lot of room options right on the beach. Huge, wide beach on Coronado Island. Oh, and another cool thing about the hotel that I forgot is there's actually a ghost story that lives on there. There's a ghost. It's a ghost that lives on there. A very famous ghost. By the name of Kate Morgan. Yes, and this uh, most recent time there, this summer, this past summer, in 2019, <laughs> trying to remember where we are, we did actually the ghost tour at yeah. night, and that was very cool. So when you think of any hotel from the 1800s, there's a lot of history to that hotel, rich history. But for the Disney traveler, it has that real extra angle that I really appreciate in being in the hotel that Imagineers took when they wa- when they knew they wanted to build a hotel in Disney World that was a throwback. Now they say to the Florida beachfront resorts of the turn of the century, but really this one's from the California beachfront resort. So it's a wonderful hotel. And as Amelia said, locally on Coronado Island, literally steps from the hotel, you can walk and there's lots of restaurants and shops and a grocery store and everything you need. But also, you're going to spend four four nights in San Diego. So there's a lot to do in San Diego. Uh, we have done both renting a car and taking Ubers. And I think I'd recommend Ubers. Yeah. Um, because I think that they might be just a bit more expensive depending on how much you go out. But having a car there is very, like, it's very restrictive because you have to, like, go to a special area to park your car whereas if you're just in an uber they can just drop you off right by the door and the parking lot tends to get incredibly crowded yeah i would i would highly recommend uber or lyft yeah Um, and so there's lots of things to do there i mean there's a sea world there if you want to do that but there's also the san diego zoo and what we really like is just across the bridge going into the gas lamp area where all the shops and restaurants are by the harbor and you know you'll uh it's right beside a Navy base, uh, the hotel. So you will see a lot of maneuvers going on, right? Oh, Remember? Yeah. Uh, out on the water, which is fun. Yeah. Like, la- last time there, what did we see? 
We saw like a Navy helicopter. We thought it was an actual ship adrift and there were two helicopters surrounding this ship. And we watched this whole drama, but it, but it was just a, a maneuver. They were practicing out. So, But it's sort of fun. So you get to see. And also, if you, if you get a beachfront, oceanfront view like we like to get, it's neat because you look out and you see Mexico right there. It's very close. At night, you can see the lights of uh, in, over by Tijuana across the border. In fact, my cell once pinged Mexico and I got this huge phone bill that I had to straighten out with the phone straighten out with the phone company when I got home so that is option number one anything else you want to say about the hotel Dale um no but I do feel that if you were like a hardcore Disney traveler like you and you want to do Disney and but you want to go somewhere else that's like an active town I do really recommend the hotel Dell because it does look exactly like yeah, there's no, and, and the hotel itself, it still has the original elevator, you know, with the door that closes with the ironwork that requires an elevator operator. It's not slow, though. I I do want to put it in, it's not a slower elevator. Yeah, I think it's pretty slow. But it's not that slow. They sped it up since the 1800s, Daddy. Hmm. Well, maybe. <laughs> but the hotel, it, you know, it, it just oozes. They, they have a couple of new sections to it as well. But the main hotel just does ooze that history. The hallways are irregular. The floors are slightly slanted. So Hilton's putting a lot of money into it right now. There's some construction going on to really upgrade it even more. But without losing the old authentic yeah. charm of it. There's great pools. There's great restaurants. They put a skating yeah. rink in the winter. I should say we prefer to do these vacations in the summer because, you know, the oceans in the Pacific Ocean is not the Atlantic. So whereas we can go to the Florida coast in the summer and the oceans are 88 or 85, it's not like that in California. Even in August, you're pushing 70, low 70. So the water's a lot cooler, but we swim anyway. Yeah. It's a beautiful, a huge beach. There's mm-hmm. bonfires at night, lots of fun. So great place. In this, so in this trip, you're you're gonna fly into L.A. and then you're gonna fly out of San Diego. So that's what we do on this trip. Now the other trip is a little bit different. In this one, we do the reverse. We stay at the Huntington Beach, the Huntington Beach Hyatt Regency first, and then we go to Disneyland after. So. This is a a good option if you want to stay closer within the L.A. and Orange County area. So we fly into LAX. So you're probably going to fly to LAX or John Wayne. And then in this one, we recommend going first four nights to Huntington Beach. Not, Not so much a Disney angle here, but it's a really great upscale area, family friendly. The Hyatt Regency there, I would highly recommend. Again, we're not getting anything from either of these hotels for talking about them. There's no monetization on our on our on our podcast, at least not yet. So these are our personal recommendations uh, that we that we stand behind. The Hyatt Regency, isn't it awesome? It is beautiful. There's that whole sort of courtyard in there. Oh yeah. And it's like it's very beautiful, but it's also fun because I remember we went there when I was pretty little, like, what, like five, I think? Uh, no, I think you're more like seven or eight five, last yeah, five, time we were there. Five, seven. Oh, yeah, last time, but we've gone there before. But even when I was younger. Yes, you were. That's true. You were there when you were younger. Yeah, but even when I was younger, the courtyard is so beautiful. And typically with little kids, you would want to like run around and you're not really interested in the details. But it was just so beautiful and so overwhelming. I just had to stop and look. It's sort of like a um, a little, 
Adobe Town. There's that's where all their stores and shops are. But at night they have a band playing, and Amelia was dancing in the middle. And there's all—it's like being in, you know, in Mexico almost, and just dancing around at night. It's it's quite cool, but it's right within the confines of the hotel. There's uh, two pools there. There's an adult pool and a um, uh, everyone pool, and they had nighttime pool parties with suds and all that stuff. So it was a lot of fun. Those hotels along that coast along the Pacific Highway there, there it's right on the beach, but they're not technically right on the beach because the Pacific Highway separates the buildings from the beach. But what the Hyatt's done, and one of the reasons we like it, has built their own bridge. So you can walk from the hotel over the highway to the beach. Yeah, it's incredibly beautiful, and I would definitely recommend it because, and you even mentioned the town, if you don't want to go out late with your children because you don't want to walk around or whatever, it's great because it doesn't feel like a hotel. It, like you're immersed in almost, it's almost like a Disney park in the sense that they immerse you in a feeling. Hmm, interesting. It is sort of like that. Now that's the one in the hotel. So, And we've talked about the walkway to the beach. The sunsets there. All and uh, you know the sunsets in California generally, but both the Hotel Dell in Coronado and the Huntington Beach Hyatt have amazing sunsets. We'd stand actually on that bridge walkway a few times and get great sunset pictures. Be sure to check out the notes for this episode, and I'll put links to the stories I've done with photos of both of these hotels and, and a bit more of a review that I've written on my blog. But what we haven't talked about too, so maybe. A mile, maybe less than a mile down the beach, a nice Incredibly walk, close. is Huntington Beach, the town. So there's a beautiful pier there with oh, a restaurant the on the pier and some shops, and the surfers congregate on both sides of that pier. Mm-hmm. The beach out in front of the hotel is not is crowded, but not that crowded in the summer. Closer to the pier, it's very crowded, but that whole area close to the pier. And I up, love the pier. Well, and they have in the summer the Huntington Beach Nights or whatever they call their night party. I can't remember at this moment, which is just a street festival one night a week. And you love that. Yeah. Remember the live entertainment? Mm -hmm. There was a girl there from American Idol. Oh, yeah. Remember? Oh, yeah. Sabrina Lantini, I think her name was. Yeah, Yeah. she was playing there one night and uh, you love that. You know. It's great, and it's super safe, family-friendly. We had no issues ever yeah. ever there. And another really great thing about the pier is when there's sort of different types of shops. There's surf shops, which sell surfboards and stuff, and there's also, like, clothing stores. And when I was, like, seven or eight, I think I bought, like, a mood ring there. So there's stores for every single person in the family. And there's every... You know, the, this yeah. is one, whereas when we go to Coronado... We tend to sightsee locally a bit more. For another day trip we did from Coronado was La Jolla. That's when we had rented a car. So you can do things like that. In Huntington, we did, but I guess you could. You can go down to Newport Beach and places like that. But we just find that it's so there's so much to do there that in the four days you don't need to. We did not leave. Like we don't leave. There's a lot for us to do there. It's not to say that you can't. You certainly can. But um, so those two are. Two things I would recommend. So just to recap it, if you're going to, even if you live in California and you just want a California getaway for yourself, but you want to go to Disneyland, but mostly for people who are traveling there, because you don't need a full week, spend three nights at Disneyland or four if you want to reverse it. And then I would highly recommend the Pacific Surfliner to Coronado to the Hotel Dell 
or a closer, it's an Uber ride or a Lyft ride away. That's what we do, going from Huntington Beach to Anaheim to go to Disneyland. Easy hop. Which one of those two, Amelia, is your favorite? The Hotel Dell or the Huntington Beach? Ooh, well, I do... I do love them both. I would completely recommend them both. But honestly, in some ways, it depends on your age in, a, in sort of a way. Because if you're younger, you might not appreciate the rich history of the Dell so much. But even, like, you don't have to be that old because I'm 11. So if you're, like, 10, 11 or older, I do definitely recommend the Dell. It's gorgeous. And because there's, like, the ghost tour like if you're a little kid, you that might scare you. So you yeah, might not want to Yeah, but think of everything in the Dell. There's two floors. Well, one huge floor of shopping, and there's yeah. kids stores, and there's ice cream parlors, all at the hotel. Like it is, it's a big property, and there's it a is. lot to do there. They're both great for all ages. I'm just saying, if you want, because the hotel Dell has, like I just said, there's ghost tours, and there's like late night stuff there it's true you did want to do the um mermaid swim and all that and they had a 13 was it 13 yeah, or 16 13. oh 16 16, it was 16 yeah so they have some age limits that we thought were mm, if you're listening hotel dell 16 might be a bit high for that one but anyway yeah there were a few restrictive things but there's a lot to, you know what there's a lot to do at both hotels i prefer the dell but i love the the huntington beach hyatt as yeah. well uh, so those are two great trips we wanted mm-hmm. to share with you. So think about it or any other destination of your own. If you have another great one, yeah. shoot us a note about it. We'd love to hear about it. But really, you can make a Disneyland vacation into a California vacation. You can add a little history mm-hmm. at the Dell or just some beach fun at either one. Or, and, or a city destination. Or a city destination. Yeah, you could also do L.A. We're just looking at beach holidays in mm-hmm. particular. That's because Erin, my wife, Amelia's mom, she likes Disney, but she does appreciate non-Disney things too. And she yeah. really likes to go to the water. So we've crafted these. From, that's how they all came. I said, listen, we're going to combine Disneyland with a California beach vacation. And so she liked that idea. And these are two we would highly recommend. Anything else you'd like to add? Um, No, I think that if you're caught between the two and you think – that one might not be great, then go with the other one. But I do feel that they're both great hotel destinations. And in the final decision, if you have younger kids, I do feel Huntington Beach might be a bit better because there are a little bit more child activities. But even if you are younger and you do appreciate rich history, the Hotel Dell is great as well. So I do feel that they're completely equal and I would go to both of them again any day. And we will. And we will. Yeah, we most recently did the Dell this summer, yeah. so uh, I don't think you'll go wrong with either one of those. If you have any questions, send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and review. If you like to do that, it is very much appreciated. It helps us keep the podcast up in the list so other people can find it. And we thank you so much for listening. We hope you found this helpful. Again, you can find us on Twitter and on Instagram and check out the website at 1923mainstreet.com for all those links. And for more information on these two hotels or anything Disney, head over to MikeBillerBraddock.com. Actually, I'm going to put those. Thanks for the plug. Right at you. (laughs) Uh, But I'm going to put those also in the uh, episode notes. So I'll put all the links. You have all the information. So that's all we have for today. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the show and we hope you join us again for the next episode. Bye-bye.